Some bastard. Welcome back to the Wheel Deal Podcast, powered by Underdog Sports NASCAR Edition and Circle B Diecast. Um, Post Martinsville, one of my favorite races of the year. Um, good race, baby Talladega. Carnage. That was a. That was yeah, baby Talladega, a, dude. They had a big I, one on the fucking Martinsville. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. It felt like. It, this race, it, it felt like old Martinsville where like you had some torn up cars still spinning some, some good laps. Like do Kyle Busch after all that, he spun, he, what did he spin three times, Josh? Yeah. He finished. Yeah. He finished 10th in a fucking modified. What are you talking about? Yeah. He, he didn't even have a, his front left fender was completely gone. It, like it was an open wheel. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the right side was just completely black. Yeah. He was. I, I I gotta tell you, man, I was super impressed with that race. Like it was that's old school Martinsville, you know, just get your shit kicked. Cut in. the fenders off and keep going. Well, that's what Jeff Hammond was kind of saying. Uh, he was like, you know, I've been in those races where you it, aerodynamics don't really make a damn there. You know, just yeah, you know, cut the cut the nose off, cut the well, except for poor Corey LaJoy got his whole damn radiator knocked out on. That guy can't catch a break, dude. You know what the worst thing about that was? Was they like literally just mentioned him on the broadcast. Like, look at Corey LaJoy having a good run. Oh, we have a yellow flag, so we're going to pit. Oh, Corey, Corey LaJoy's front end is completely gone. Off a of pit road. Like, you look at it, you think that they just jinxed him right there. Like, well, second- there's, some, there's, some, there's some speak to that, you know, just... Don't talk about the little guy or the little guy gets screwed. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there's some other... And don't forget, man, there's some other stories coming out of that track now, man. Did you guys hear about the whole Rick Ware racing drama? And I know that's Josh's favorite thing to talk about, but... Oh, Cody Ware and tangling up with his teammate, and then the guy getting on the road, when he hits me again, I'm going to put his ass in the the wall. (laughs) James Davison literally told Rick Ware to tell his son to get off the track. Yeah, it's that's because he's mentally unstable. Yeah, jeez. Yeah. Oh, and and he's not wrong. I mean, the dude caused what three cautions uh, Sunday alone. Yeah, yeah, I, I watched I watched something today though that that blew my mind. It was I think it was oh seven. And the funny thing was was Jared Fogle from Subway was the one that said start your engines at Brontville in oh seven. It's funny where he's at now. But <laughs> during that race, David Reagan wrecked six different people. And it was the same. It was the same. It was just like the same. It was like Rick Ware. It was like Cody Ware. It just random shit, man. Like he just didn't know how to drive there. And and I think after watching that, it was uh, God. He pissed off every freaking driver. They were on the radio cussing David Reagan's name every two two seconds. It was the same situation. And I think what it was was Cody. I, Cody's been there before though. Is what I don't get. I think that might have been Reagan's like first couple Martinsville. Cody's raced there. I mean, it's always been for a shit team, and he's always been in the back. But he's been there. He knows. He he knows better than that. Well, and the thing of it is, he was looking more like Quinn House out there uh, running around than he did looking like. Hey, hey, hey! That's Daytona 500 champion Quinn House to you. Calm your ass down. (laughs) What? Gonna eat no, you're talking about Justin Haley, brother. That's Justin. Never mind, I'm drunk. It wasn't the 500. It was the Coke 600 or Coke 400. Coke yeah, 400. Well, you know, who won the 500 this year? Michael McDowell. McDowell. Oh, shit. All right. Hey, so, of... get that. Michael McDowell is a household name. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> Good, one of them good, one of them good Christian households, maybe. 
So laughing for Jesus. Jesus. So let's pull. Let's pull the thread on the Michael McDowell thing, right? So Michael McDowell started off first race of the season, first time winner. Boom. Okay, big surprise. The next week, Christopher Bell wins the Ro- wins the Roval race. That then sets off a trend of seven straight races, seven different winners. Well, that trend is broken this week. Yep. Because, and this is why we have Nathan on, because he wants to gloat. Yeah. He has two reasons to gloat tonight, which really pisses me off. Uh, <laughs> Martin Truex is your winner this week. And first duplicate winner. And I got to tell you, dudes look sharp this season. He was off last season. I don't know why. Might have been stuff to do with she- with Sherry. I don't know. Um, but he's laser focused right now. And it was la- last year was was the first year with James Small, so I think that was just like a get to know me year. Yeah, and the thing is, like towards the end of the year, he really started to pick it up. You know, especially with it was like what seven straight top three finishes. So and yeah. he just couldn't for the win. So now that he's had that year under his belt with James Small. I mean, he won at a track that he. You know, statistically, not that great at. You know, he won at Phoenix earlier this year. So that really gives me hope for going into the playoffs later on this year uh, for him to have a good, strong run. Yeah, Martin's definitely doing do, doing big things. Uh, that whole team uh, is looking well, uh, well, except for the 18 card. Um, I don't know. He's still knocking off top tens. I mean, like, he's consistently still in the top tens. He is. And I'm, I'm not – and normally, you know me, I'm normally bashing the dude, but he definitely proved he's a wheel man this week because that car was trash, and he, he, and he definitely brought it back to something. I'm going to be shocked if he goes all the way – like he did last year. I'm going to be shocked if he goes all the way to the playoffs before he gets a win. I mean, it's Kyle Busch. No, he's not going to do that. I, I, no. And you know we can sit here like we did and try to blame it on the on the uh, crew chief all we want, but I mean the, the dude's winning somewhere else, so it can't be it's not his fault. No. Um, I really think it has a lot to do with no practice and just it takes him so long to get a good feel for the car. And you know, listen to the in car, Kyle Busch probably gives the best description of what a car is doing. I believe he used the word pogo stick. This week, um, yeah, I think I remember that. Because I think it's, I think it's a bad combination. So you're talking about it not being Adam Stevens. I don't think it is Adam Stevens. Like that's not the difference there. I think last year we found out that when there was no practice, him and Adam Stevens couldn't set a car up before the race. They were they were struggling to get it there on the track, and it it run what Kyle wanted it. So now he's got to start completely over with a new crew chief. And that's the issue starting this year. And not just I a think new crew, not just new crew chief. A new team, whole new a whole team. new team. He basically so has I, the twenty team. I I think sometime during the summer we'll see uh, a little bit more consistency running in the top five, and they'll start by stage one. He's got the car figured out. That Actually, they, it's I'm, where they want it to be. Well, I think it is. I, you know, I'm gonna bet it happens before the summer. Yeah, so so it I would might, hope. might happen next weekend. It's gonna be next week. I don't know. I don't know. I'll be honest with you. Truex is pretty strong at Martin, uh, Richmond too. So yeah, that's so kind of. I think Toyota. It's a Toyota this week. Definitely, definitely Toyota. Yeah. It, it is definitely going to be probably <coughs> in the Richmond this weekend. Well, I mean, we'll we'll we'll, we'll get to that. But yeah. Uh, Newsflash: If you don't pick Toyota as your as your manufacturer for for fantasy this week, you're an idiot. It's pretty simple. Actually, yeah. I don't know who won the last race at at, at, at Richmond. Refresh my memory. Uh, that would be the Deuce. Double Deuce, or no, the Deuce. Sorry. Exactly. It was. But did he dominate? Uh, I think he half the race. He dominated the last like 60, 70 laps. That happens at Richmond, man. You right. get clean air. That's it. That's a weird track for a short track, where clean air really plays a huge part. Well, he led 192 laps last time. But let's 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 did finish talking. Really? We'll talk. Yeah, he did. He led 192. True X finished second. He didn't lead any. Uh, Logano finished third. He led 45. Then it was Dylan Chase and KB18. Those are your top six. 
Yeah. All right. I stand corrected. Stand up. So before that, hadn't Truex won like three of the last four before that? Truex has won a few. He he's he's won a lot of. He, he's a short track dude, man. Like you know, you can't. Yeah. No, 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 no. He had he struggled like hell until he won the first Martin's race. I don't think he'd won a short track. Nope. Well, Martinsville, that, Virginia is definitely Martin's track. That's for sure. Yeah, he's clicked since he since he knocked that first one off. I, I don't think he's ever won at Bristol. In a cup race, has he? No. no. I, don't, I, don't know. <coughs> no. I don't know. Maybe. No. Bristol's Bristol. not a good track for him. Uh, Mike Phoenix, Bristol's been one of his statistically bad racetracks. He's won there in yeah. the bushing uh, back in 04. It was his first uh, Bush Series win. But <coughs> he's struggled at Bristol. But Martinsville and, you know, Martinsville, he started picking it up uh, when he got with Furniture Row uh, and, and Toyota and stuff like that. And he started picking it up, you know, had that. Uh, race in 2018 with Joey Logano where he worked so many laps to get around him and then got punted out of the way, you know, in the last corner. Uh, you know, that should have been his first win right there. But, you know, uh, ever since then, though, he's he's been the man at Martinsville. And Gibbs always puts a good car at Martinsville. I mean, it seems like, besides, like, I think it was last year when Denny, Denny was what, run 25th or 30th pretty much the whole freaking race. Danny and Kyle the- were both trash that race. Yeah, the Wednesday, the first race. Yeah, the yeah. first like midsummer, like midweek race. And that that's unusual. Yeah. Denny's usually top five. I mean, consistently running the whole race in top five. The, there, the guys at Martinsville too. The what? So he didn't do great. Denny didn't do good at the fall race either. Like he he struggled. I mean, they basically had to do team orders with Eric Jones to not pass him so that he would make the, <laughs> make the I'm gonna tell you, four. I'm going to tell you right now, Chase this week surprised me. We talked about it. I sent y'all a message and said, yeah, Chase, and Kyle, Chase and Kyle were like right there. The whole first two stages were like right around each other. And it was making me nervous. I was like, dude, if he wrecks him, I don't want to hear this shit for another week. So I hope he doesn't <laughs> like punt him or something. But they were just right there around each other around like 8th through 13th, like back and forth, back and forth. And then sometime when the sun started going down, Chase's car just it like it just it was a whole different machine. Yeah, he you, finished fourth in the first two stages. He did, but no, he, he was he, he was upper he top back. five. He dropped back to well, that was that times. was pit strategy because you know towards the end of each of the stages, some cars would pit before the end of the stage. Now he was stuck there though. I'm telling you, he was stuck there for a while. I'm, I mentioned it. I think John's one responded, but no. He was he was there for about 100 to 200 laps at one point. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it's like as soon as the sun went down, there was a handful of cars that just absolutely came to life. Chase was one of them. Kyle Larson was another one. Larson shocked the hell out of me this weekend. I was not well, expecting at Martinsville. It, it, and- I tell you, it was it was funny to see the pack of cars uh, of team cars running together. You know, uh, SHR or not really. Well, SHR was in the back, but. Uh, Hendrick was all together, uh, you know, for those for, for both stages. They were pretty much nose to tail. Yeah. So interesting. You you talk about the the, the nightfall with 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 Chase. Because if you think about it, Chase had a, a a fourth to fifth place car in the fall race last year. You know the the penultimate race of the season, and and as soon as the sun went down, it was just boom. Now, now it helped that Martin had the had the flat, but I don't think Martin would have had anything for him because Chase just checked the fuck out. He just he won by six six seconds. Um, so I I, I truly believe. Tires, that, can you? you know, he was he was he was running with him. Martin had not pulled away from him. He was uh, like three tenths of a second back. Um, yeah, so I I think. You lend credence to that because I think I think they've set that car up. It's, it actually happened in the, in the in the summer race too, the the Wednesday night race. Same thing. Chase was like six to seventh, and then as soon as it got dark out, you know, he got up to like third or fourth. So <clears throat> it, it, that's definitely a track that as soon as it gets cool, the yeah the lanes I, start to come I, in. Well, you know, it's funny. You think that with with NASCAR's extended knowledge of these tracks, they would know better than to try to run these these night races because it's it always rains. 
you know, and, and does I, it though? I mean, shit, it wouldn't have mattered if. Well, it did matter. Well, I, I've I've only I'll be I'll be honest with you. I went to Martinsville from 2015 to 2020, and I think I missed one race, and it was uh, it was the Chase and Denny race in 17. Mm. That right. was the only one I missed. It was a horrible one to miss, but we hadn't been rained out any except the one time, and it was a freaking snow out. It yeah, snowed snow out. snowed <laughs> random as hell. My dad messaged me Saturday night and was like, dude, we're not, there's no way in hell they're having that race tomorrow. And I looked at the forecast and it did snow like hell Saturday night. And then Sunday it snowed. We ended up going on Monday. But Martinsville usually, Bristol gets, Bristol's like a freaking hit or miss, man. I've been rained out so many times at Bristol, it seems like it's just a, a reoccurrence every year. But Martinsville, I've not got rained out a whole lot. So now oh, that NASCAR no has race. Those- <laughs> Wait, Hold on one second. So, Josh, you, you would remember this because you probably went to the race. Was the Martinsville snow out? Was that the, the race that Clint Boyer won? Yeah. And hugged the clock? Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Sorry, John. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I, no, I was you're like, good. So there's been some chatter about these new rain. I don't want to call them rain tires because they're not rain tires. They're for slick track tires. So, like, when the rain stops, they're going to let them run them, right? right? Do we think that's really a good idea? And I, I will pass this around. But the other side of that question is, should NASCAR dictate when they have to take them off and put them on? Thoughts? Nathan, go first since you're a guest. Um, I think it wouldn't be a bad idea, honestly. Um, but as far as NASCAR, you know, being the ones in control of everything, I mean, we saw what happened when they're in control of things at the Roval, uh, the Daytona Roval earlier this year. You know, they ended up screwing up big time with that. Um, and, you know, I listen to Eric Eastep and watches the uh, YouTube uh, often. And he even stood back and said, you know, NASCAR screwed up big time. And, you know, a lot of that was them trying to get more entertainment possibly out of that race. Um, but I think a lot of things should fall on the teams uh, if they feel like, you know, okay, we need these tires. So I think, yeah. um, I think it wouldn't be a bad idea, but I think the team should have a little bit more say in whether or not they need them. Well, does it become a safety issue, though? Because, okay, so after the red flag, you, you have to put them on. But then it's up to you when you take them off. So what do you do? You go five laps, rip them off, put the slicks back on, and just send it. Or I mean, that's that's kind of where that's a team call. That's a team call at Daytona. That was a team call at the at the Charlotte Roval last year. That was a team call. The Charlotte Roval. Um, well, uh, Ty Dillon in the thirteen. He yeah. his team put him down put him when there was still some damp spots on the racetrack, and he was freaking rocketing through the field. So. You know, I think, like Greg said, it should be. I think it should be a team call. Yeah. He won stage one because of that call, mm-hmm. and that was kind well, of fun I, to watch. I was. just remember watching the Charlotte Roval the Xfinity race when it was a when it was a washout. I mean, you could they were running off the track. And well, that was, too, that was too much. That was too much rain. Like the, the, yeah. there has to be a point where they safe. still, even with rain tires, they safe. still pause the I mean, race. <clears throat> And I get it, you know, they go with safety equipment, they should be able to run, but damn, dude, we don't want this to make it hurt again. You know, I don't want to look through that again. You know. And you gotta you gotta ask too, is like is there a physical difference from a safety perspective on say a roll track where you have a significant high speed area with high tire wear on, on the on the high banks of, of either Daytona or Charlotte versus Rain tires at Road America, Coda, etc. I think you um, can do them on a road course. I just don't see. Oh yeah, even Bristol. Absolutely. I mean, Bristol, track. I don't, Bristol with that bank me. There's no way. I know you're not getting up to speed like mm-hmm. you would at Daytona, but that it's going to take out. It's going to be a one lane group. I mean, you're just going to run the low line. I mean, there's no way in hell to run that top line if it's slick. I think the way that they were, yeah. um, the way that they were saying it, you know. If they do this with the rain tires on these oval tracks, keep it to the flat racetracks that are under a mile and less. You know, New Hampshire, Martinsville. You know, just keep it there. I'll, yeah, I'll there's really only three tracks. There's only three tracks they can do this at: New Hampshire, Martinsville, and Richmond. Right. Maybe Phoenix. Maybe. Well, I I I'll tell you. Well, Phoenix is not really a rain problem because it's a desert. But, um, I mean, it does rain there. I get it. But not as often as it does everywhere else. Uh, but I'd say I listen to a lot of Sirius XM NASCAR radio. And some of these callers, man, I just I just shake my damn head. 
the one guy's like, well, how come you guys just don't put better drainage in the in the racetracks? Okay, bro, let's just tear the damn pits up and let's just let's just put in some some, some more drainage. The one guy said on the other day, why don't y'all put heat strips underneath the asphalt? Because this is in your fucking bathroom, dumbass. <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of what Larry Mack said to him. Or no, it was, it was Dave Moody. He was like, "You gonna pay for that? Because I don't feel like you understand what that cost." Some of these calls. Let's just put, let's just put a fucking dome over Bristol. Solves all the problems. Actually, that's what the guy that owns Bristol said. So I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, some of these, some of these callers that call into like you know SiriusXM and you know like Motormouths and stuff like that. You know, they when they talk, you just want to like bash your head in with weights or something because I just wonder. They, I just wonder, is it cool that they that they still date their sister or like? Josh, I'll let you talk about that. I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> He's not listening. He's listening at all. The Yankees are on. I'm not listening, but the, Spankies, the Spankies are on, so he's not listening. They still <laughs> uh, uh, you guys obviously haven't heard uh, Philadelphia sports fans on, on talk radio at all. So. Oh, no, they're bad, too. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I oh, was... I get it. Oh, no, but they're inte- they're intelligent, but they get so angry. Like they're they're actually they're they're intelligent sports fans. They're not irrational. But oh, really? Yeah. Well, they some don't. of these NASCAR calls were irrational, man. Like it was bad. I was like, what? Oh yeah, NASCAR is totally different. Super Bowl, they were pretty irrational. Yeah, didn't Bowl. they burn? Didn't oh, they like? Didn't they like tear down the whole city? No, they did. They did toilet paper Rocky. <laughs> so there's always that. No. No, 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 no. They had to grease the 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 the, <laughs> the oh, light yeah, poles they, so they didn't yeah, climb they them. Greased, that's right. They greased the light poles. That's what I was thinking. But it's nothing. It's nothing as bad as what's going on in some other cities right now, which I won't go much further into. Um, as far as yeah, yeah. Well, we won't go there, but <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, it could be worse. Um. Yeah, so Martinsville, man, just to just to, I, I I love that race. That was a really good race. Um, it was it was a nice like next race after Bristol. Like they complemented each other well. They scheduled. I think the schedule was was great with this. Um, and then we yeah, go to you know short track back to back to back. Yeah, that that's golden right there. Yeah, I, I like this. I like. But then, it, but here's the other thing too, that that's probably going to come back to bite us is, you know, when's the next short track race? It'll be a minute. Oof. It's not. It's not until the playoffs. <laughs> Unless you want to count New Hampshire like late in the summer and like early August. Other than that, nothing. We have burned all of our short tracks after this weekend, so enjoy it while while it lasts, kiddos. Um, I'm going to say it again. I probably said it two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Um, This Richmond race should be under the lights. They got Um, them. Why not? It usually, if I'm not mistaken. No, the spring race is is daytime. The fall isn't, though. The fall ends under lights. The fall is a night race. The fall is there a night need, race. There, fact, there don't there there don't need to be two. No, it, it's ne- well never, for me. It's never made sense because, but you know, growing up, you know, all all four of us growing up, you know, both tra- both races at Richmond were under the lights, you know, and Richmond's just it, it's an exciting, or at least it used to be, you know, not as much now. You know, we have a lot of races where you know drivers dominate and stuff like that, but you know, Richmond's got that exciting excitement factor at you know, or at least it used to, but you know, it it, it it's got that racetrack. That, that racetrack has that feel. It needs to be on the light. In in my opinion. Okay, well, I've enjoyed. Castle, I've enjoyed both. I've went. I went to the spring and the fall, and I enjoyed both of them. We had pit passes on the both of the both both times I went. Actually, I went like four times, but. I had spring. I had uh, pit passes in the spring and the fall. The fall, man, being there all freaking day in the damn sun, and then watching the night race was kind of tiring. Now, if you're gonna do like pit passes and shit, it's 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 hell. We were there from 
I think we got in the pits at like one o'clock and like just the sun baked you. And then night race just kind of like just dragged out. 13, uh, we went, uh, we went to Richmond in 2013, uh, the year Kevin Harvick won. He was still with, uh, RCR. Um, and, uh, we had pit passes for that one. (laughs) I'll never forget. Uh, I had a chance. uh, I met Jamie McMurray, got his autograph and everything. Ended up dropping a car out of my backpack because I accidentally left it open, and my hand slid across the autograph where Jamie McMurray it was his uh, 2002 Coors Light Dodge that he won at Charlotte with. And my hand slid across the autograph, wiped it completely clean. Ouch! Oh god! I was so pissed, and he was gone. <clears throat> I was so pissed. On top of that, I dropped it in my buddy's diecast, the his Case Kane diecast. I ended up dropping that. So, but um, yeah, you're was you're it right. The Richmond about- win. It was the Richmond win. Oh. It was color chrome, too. Oh. Heard of the diecast and completely, it ruined the diecast. Like, um, I mean, the whole front end of it was fine, everything, but it was just that one tiny corner where it chipped all the paint off. It, uh, I was so devastated. And I was so mad at myself. And uh, he, he, he was fine. He, you know, he, he doesn't worry about stuff like that. But I was, like, mad at myself because, like, we're talking about Case Kane's first win. He's a big case. He was a big Case Kane fan, and I was so mad at myself. Okay. So, yep. So speaking of that diecast, so I I originally bought the the standard, and uh, and I was like, you know what? I saw pictures of the color chrome, and I was like, yep, I need I need to get that because, dude, it's it's a it's that red in color chrome. Uh, it's, it's a gorgeous car, you know, especially yeah. with the, you know it being color chrome and everything like that. And that that's part of the reason why I'm so pissed at myself because you know that I just I've ruined the diecast. Yeah, I got that. I got that red Dale Earnhardt number three from Japan in, in color chrome. That thing is super sweet. I'm Red's, telling you, Casey, Red's that nice. red that red on Casey Kane's car kind of it was awesome because it matched the lipstick he would wear and the blush he would wear on his cheeks. <laughs> You're not wrong now. All right, so let's, let's speaking of diecast. All right, so let's do a little uh, paint scheme of the week from Martinsville. Powered um, by Circle B diecast. Powered by Circle B diecast. You beat me to the punch. So <laughs> let's let's start with uh, with our guest star Nathan Rinker. Let's let's. Uh, what do you got? Do you remember? Yeah. Do you need do you need a refresher? I'm not a big fan of purple, really not, and I'm not a big fan of Kyle Busch, but Kyle Busch, is, uh, it was the brownie M&M, uh, or brownie Snickers uh, uh, scheme. That was actually, a, that, was, that was a pretty pretty nice paint scheme. I, I liked it. It, it. it meshed well. Okay, yeah, especially with the uh, the brown shit stains on the door after he got doored by who was it Eric Eric Jones that doored him? Not his Bush fault. No, oh, no, 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 no. Are you talking about before that? Yeah. Who t boned him though? Somebody t boned him. Like after Busher spun him, somebody t boned uh, him. Brad. Brad. Was it Brad? I thought it was, it was Eric. Brad. I thought it was Eric Jones. No. Um, I, mine's the same. Mine's the same as Nathan's. I, I think that purple. I, I'm not a big. I was kind like I don't like some of his crazy schemes. I hated that freaking fudge brown. He's like pink, purple as shit. But this actual purple was actually pretty good, especially like once if it would have been a night race with the lights. I think that purple looked better. But I like it. Um, this week, so. I'm going to go with um, Eric Amarola's Smithfield Anytime scheme. That was a good one. There you go. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah. That thing, I like the color. It looked like shit. I like the orange. Stage one. Yeah, I know. Well, it it didn't last long like the rest of his races this season, but. So so I got a phone in from a Mark who says uh, his. Thanksgiving week was a Ryan Priest in that 47. That's what I was getting ready to say. Was it the cross car? Yeah, it was a cross car. 
And I'm gonna give yeah, mine to Corey LaJoy, man. Corey LaJoy. Wait, Carlos. wait, wait, wait. He's not in the. He's in the 37. Or 37. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that was a hot, hot sauce, especially when it was on fire there at the end. There, there. Oh, 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 oh! I actually have a picture of that. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. There we go. Hey, uh, hey, Louisiana hot sauce. That's some hot sauce. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, hey, Lionel, diecast gods. Can we get a race, the race version of that one, please? <laughs> Gotta have the flames coming off of it. Everything, <laughs> little fan, a little fan blowing paper flames off the Dude, back of it. Be... <laughs> when I saw that, when I was like, "You're on fire, Ricky Bobby. You're on fire." <laughs> <laughs> you're, about you're not on fire, Ricky Bobby. You're not on fire. It was either that or Daniel Suarez because he lit up like a Christmas tree too. Dude, hey Suarez, bud, I hate to break it to you, man. If you're out your car and your car catches on fire, that is not the safety crew's fault, bro. You're in a fucking fire suit. Get away from it. Plus, they have those things underneath the hood that, that's supposed to put a put fire out, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean it's Dude, explode. Yeah. Like, don't don't make yourself sound more ignorant, bitching about the fire crew. Don't do it, man. There was jokes being made. Like when he threw the water bottle in his oh, water bag. No, no. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. He should have. He should have used that stuff to try to put the. <laughs> First of all, I don't really know what. Okay, now I want to touch on that whole Willie B versus Suarez thing. I really don't think that was Willie B's fault. Willie Suarez is on old tires and shit, and he gets loose in the corner, and Willie B bumps him. He even said on the radio, "Hey man, tell the nine out. I'm sorry, dude." Comes around and he's throwing fucking water bottles at him. Suarez, stop no, throwing water bottles. He threw, his, he threw his Haas, his, threw his Haas a, device. Yeah, a piece of his Haas device. I thought it was a water bottle. I don't know. Either way, stop throwing shit on the racetrack, man. You got no shit going on. Yeah, I feel like more than a bump. I mean, he, he shoved him into that corner pretty well, but like, dude, you're on old tires. Yeah. Like, you know. Don't, don't, don't start up front with old tires. How about, how about, exactly. how, about like, we, how about we go there? You're going to get upset about, you know, somebody, you know, trying to get by you. You're on old tires. You're going to get upset about somebody trying to get by you, you know, because yeah. they got a good, like, they got a good car that can finish top five or possibly win, and you're going to get upset with them because you got old tires. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, bro, but you're a real punta. But anyway, uh, <gasps> so, right. Corey Joy. Hey. Uh, yeah, Go ahead, Corey Joy. Go ahead. Let's finish yeah. up the cup race. He was my he was my paint scheme of the week, by the way. Greg, who was yours? I get you. Um, mine was that Eric Amarola. Um, oh, yeah. that's right. Josh, George, oh, Josh. Okay, so sorry, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Kyle Busch, but I like Mark's idea. I, I like that priest with the flames on the side, you know, going up and but all the way back. back. He's my he's yeah. my honorable mention. He is my honorable yeah. mention yeah. for sure. And, let, and, and let's uh, let's discuss the Suarez like that. Did he not have Camping World again? Yeah, yeah Marcus Dude, I'm telling you, up, man. I'm telling you, Lamonis is putting some money in some cars. Hey, speaking I mean, of Lamonis, did you see what he tweeted at fucking Dale Jr.? Yep. He said, hey, you put Josh Berry in this one for Talladega, I'll guarantee you four. Well, he said that if uh, Josh Berry goes out and wins Talladega, especially with that, because that's the scheme that they're going to be running at Dega, he said if he goes out and wins, he will guarantee four more races with that sponsorship. Dude, that, that oh, guy's so And that's where I was going. Yeah. So is Barry gonna get another ride for these races that Sam well, Mayer or Sam is it Sam Sam Mayer? Sam Hunt, Sam something. So yeah, that, so so does so did Sam so, Sam shit. Bass. Sam Bass is an national treasure. <laughs> oh, man, come on. Sam <laughs> something. Sam, it's Sam Mayer, I think. Sam it doesn't matter. Did Josh Berry just screw up the whole Xfinity playoffs at this point? Because he's not eligible. Yeah, pretty much. Well, well, he gets a waiver. I mean, I guess he can get a waiver, but they said it was well, what race? What race did he miss this year? They were talking about him missing a race already. What race did he miss? Uh, the Roval, Daytona Road Course. <laughs> Who raced the eight? Is some road course guy? Okay, I don't. I don't uh, remember James, his name. It was James Davidson, I believe. No. It was like some like Vittori Ramos. Oh, it was a guy. It was a guy that every the guy had raced the Rolex Twenty Four there the week before. Yeah. yeah, it was an Italian. It was an Italian guy. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, it, it. I'm so happy for him. I was so happy for Dale Junior. 
you know, that, like, if you weren't excited about that win, like, can you really call yourself a race fan? Because, like, whether you like Dale Jr. or anything like that, like, that was, that was an awesome win. Yeah, that was yeah, awesome. yeah. Like that. And, you know. and, and the post-race coverage sparked some other stuff we're going to talk about in news and notes here in a little bit. But uh, you know, I think we're we're not done seeing seeing JRM cars anytime soon. So, um, yeah. and, and hey, bravo to uh, Hemrick and, uh, and Noah Gregson for not for not killing each other out there this this week. I really appreciate the the, the good clean racing. <laughs> they raced. Gave him a two week break. Uh, you know, yeah. Oh, I was waiting for it. I was waiting for him to dump him and Noah to beat his ass in the pits. But I'm just glad it didn't happen that way. I think we were all waiting for that. <laughs> uh, they, they, but they did. They talked Friday, and uh, they finally, yeah. they finally discussed it on a phone call, and they agreed to disagree. Henrik yeah, still thinks Henrik still thinks that Gregson did it on purpose, and Gregson pleaded his case, and they said, you know what, it is what it is. Let's move on. Let's forget about it. It happened in the past. I yeah. think both of them are. I think both of them are grown ups about it. I, I think it's good. Um, just how they raced each other at Martinsville, of all freaking places for them to get two, three, and not put a bumper. Listen, Dude, I respect I'm telling that. You, whoever's in charge of Xfinity and NASCAR got a big chubby when those two cars got, got nose to tail. They were like, oh, here we go, boys. But but looking for their futures, that was a smart decision for both of them. Oh, definitely. Not, not, not and, the race and, and also, Bravo Zulu to uh, – to know on winning that dash for cash and then donating the money out to his to his to his portion back back to the crew, man. I feel like right. that's that shows what kind of guy he really is. And you know, just like with old Kyle Bush, that sometimes the media and the fans get these misinterpretations about who these guys really are based upon some things they say and they're really not bad guys. They just get yeah, portrayed right. that way. But right. what is the over under, by the way? So yeah, I'm gonna put my tinfoil hat on here real quick. Oh, shit. What is the over-under that the 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 old brother-sister duo, Earnhardt, uh, basically went to Noah and be like, just tell them that you're donating the money. We'll give them the money. You keep the money. Because there's been some bad PR stuff with Noah over the last couple of weeks. And listen, she's tried to defend him on Twitter. I've read, a, I've read some comments. She'll get on there, and then there was one, man. I can't remember what it was, but she said, Oh, it was what I was telling. I said just in the chat, some dude won a contest on Twitter, and the guy yeah. did not. The guy didn't have. He couldn't get a hold of Noah on Twitter, so he got a hold of him on Instagram. And for like three months, Noah kept saying like, "I'm sorry, we sent it. I'll look into it," but never would respond back after he said he'd look into it. Well, finally, the guy was like, "It's cool, man. Just, just keep it. I don't care. Like, it's, I'm done. I'm done." This was three months into it. And Noah's like, "Why? Well, it should be on its way, but I'm glad you didn't get it. You know, just was a prick about it. I think if you're going to do a contest, man, like, follow through with it. At least check up on it. Make sure the dude but gets it's it. Not his, it's not his job, though. No, it like, was. That's, he, it that's was their his PR con- team. Was, no, it, yeah. Still, though, that's – okay, so he should con- – is there, like, a Noah Gregson PR person to connect? Yes, yes. On Instagram? Oh, yeah. On Instagram. No, at JRM. Somebody should have reached out to him and said, hey, you won just like when you won that deal with uh, what's his nuts, somebody contacted you and said, "Hey, man, congratulations! You you won. Be it be on this chat at this time." Okay, that was a that was a company though. That wasn't Cole Custer's PR team. That was Panini. Right. Okay, but but regardless, Gregson responded to the message and said, "Yes, I'll look into it." If you're if you're if, well, if yeah, you, that's a problem. If, yeah. That's what I'm saying. If he would have just said like, "Hey." Refer to this guy. This guy's my PR guy. He's a lazy bum fuck. He doesn't do what he's supposed to. Whatever. That's fine. But he responded like, hey, I'll look into it. Hey, I'll look into it. For three months, this guy kept messing. And then he was rude as hell to him. But he's a young kid learning the whole thing. The main thing is, is he should have just, just followed through with what you're going to do. If you're going to do a giveaway, even if your PR person's in charge of it, follow through. Well, that's one thing we can say here at the Underdog Sports Family. We always send out the stuff we say we're going to send out. But Kelly Kelly commented on that and, and was like, what was the rest of the conversation? And then the person sent the rest of the conversation. And I'm sure she had a conversation with Noah, like, hey, exactly what we just talked about. Listen, if you're going to tell the dude you're going to look into it, look into it. Like, don't, you know, don't be rude for three months. I mean, that, that, JRM, I just feel like Junior Motorsports is not happy right now. Dale talked about it a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, actually. I think he th- – he would approach the whole Hemrick situation a little different. 
Oh, yeah, he's not that kind of guy. I mean, you know, and that's the thing. Unfortunately, you know, uh, you're going to find these guys, and, and, and it is what it is. They they are – these guys are all alphas. You know what I mean? They're all alpha males. And, you know, you can't be <laughs> – Damn. I had to cough, and I just spit beer out. <laughs> I hate having COVID. <laughs> COVID survivor, baby. But uh, – Go on. My phone's not wet. Go out of money. Yeah, there's, 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 there's water spots on the camera screen, right? Here, here, here. squeegee. Squeegee. Oh, squeegee. Dude, as soon as the beer hit my mouth, I started to cough. What did you drink? Is that your first beer, sweetheart? Yeah. True God. All right. All right. All right. So, Josh Berry. It's real shame because I honestly think if if Dale had him in a part time seat and, and that car was open, no questions asked, Josh Barry would have a full time for the rest of the season. Agree. He's proved it this year. He's he's run well. He's had some bad luck, but you got the W. Can, can we like, talk about moving Michael and that out of the, his fucking one car next year and putting fucking Barry in that? Good God, Michael Nett, he's in his spot because. Everybody like Jeremy and, and so many people want to talk about um, Ty Gibbs is there because he's Ty, he's Joe Gibbs' son. They want to talk about Willie, Willie B in the 24 because of the money that he brings to Hendrick. Michael Annette is literally just in that ride because his dad is like the VP of pilot. I mean, like, that's the only reason. He has no results. He won one. Was it, what was it, Daytona in the spring? It was the spring Daytona race. Yeah, I mean, like, one race. Other than that, dude, it's like a it's like a, t- a 15th to 20th finish every freaking week. And he'll get lucky and get a top 10 from now on right, here and there. Daytona race was because they were running a freaking freight train the entire race. That's what I'm saying. I, dude, Josh Berry in that one could actually compete for a freaking championship. And go back to the way that was Elliot Sadler in that one car. It would actually be competitive. Yeah. yeah. So, Greg, what do you think? Yeah, no, I... Look, if if Josh continues to be competitive in the in, in the races that he runs this season, and I think Dale's going to try to maximize him in that car as much as he can because he he's a big fan of him. He was a big fan of it. He brought him in specifically because he 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 feels like he found a a diamond in the rough, and and I think Josh proved that a little bit. I think he's well, he's now vet he's now vetted what Dale thought of him, and uh, he's going to want to see more of him and and. I mean, hell. Dale, well, Dale's going to consider him like a son, and, he, and he's going to dump him for Annette and fuck the fuck the pilot money. I, I mean, at that point, it, you know, Dale Jr. wants to win. Well, it's just like, you know, Jesse Awuji said when he was on the show. If you don't have sponsorship money coming in, you're not going to have a ride. And unfortunately, Josh, just, just, Josh Berry can't really bring those sponsors with him. So well, then it's up to then it's up to JRM to figure it out, and that's going to be a problem. What I think is going to happen though is they're going to get a waiver for that one race he missed. Dale's going to find a mid tier team to to build a car for him so he can make the playoffs. That's what's going to happen. Well, yeah. Dale's going to build the car and call it something else. They can't. No, they can't do that. You can't. They just can't. Four four team four cars per team. Yeah, but he can he can have somebody run the car, but he can build it for him. Yeah, he, yeah, he'll have affiliation with it, of course. But I'm saying like it'll be like Brandon Brown. Brand, honestly, I think it's is is Brandon built Brandon built Brandon Brown Motorsports. Does yeah. he not? He's not a Chevy, I think. I mean, like, dude, he has two or three cars that are every other weekend different drivers. I mean, if if he if if oh, and De- ABM too. Who? NBM, right? No, that's Toyota. No, nah, it's Toyota. Um, but Jeremy Clements. I mean, if dude, if Dale would get up with Jeremy Clements and say, "Hey, put another car in. I'll put the bill for it. I'll I'll get you sponsorship money. Put Barry in it. Something like that. Another. No, another he's Chevy not gonna driver. put. He's not gonna put Barry. He's gonna put the other guy in it and let Barry finish it out in the eight. No way in hell. That's not gonna happen. And that's already locked in for the year. No, the no. He's car. talking about like Sam Mayer, the the, no, the eight no. car. No, the, no, Sam Mayer. That yeah, that's spon- contractually. This, this, that's contract sponsorship money. Yeah, there, Sam Mayer. Sam Mayer is stuck in the eight after he turns eighteen. Like, there's no, there's no arguing. It's got to happen. 
they can't get away with it. But what they can do is is hook Barry up with a rod for the rest of the year and a lower level team to get him into the playoffs. Will he do anything in it? No, I don't think so. Probably not. He's no, not showing. He, he he showed that he's got the talent. I think at these some of these bigger tracks, he's still got a whole lot, lot of lot to learn. Right. Uh, he did give us the best fucking double bird that I've seen in a long time in NASCAR, and I do thank him for that because. Me as a meme maker, shit. That was the greatest freaking thing I've done all year, in my opinion. I loved it. I think it said something about like wearing a mask in Walmart. Um, <laughs> I definitely, I definitely think when we get to twenty twenty two, Junior. I think Junior is going to do everything he can to try and find the funding to get Josh Berry a full time. I agree with that. I, I think, you know, we're, we're going to talk about some other stuff in a little bit, but I, I really don't think you're going to see Jaron make a make a jump anytime soon. But I think Josh Berry definitely will have a ride. If he wants to, though, because he, he raced in late model for so long. I feel like Junior offered that a couple times to him. He's had to, man. This He's been there too long. I think I think Josh Berry, I don't think this is something he wanted to, to like do. But I think he got a taste of it this weekend, and I think maybe that'll fuel it. Maybe he wants to. Well, now that he's got <coughs> two races under his belt, now that he has those races under his belt, and now that he's got a win under his belt, he's got the taste, like you said. Now it's like, okay. I can do this. Maybe I, it was fear. Maybe it was fear before. I give this a shot. Yeah. He's a hell of a short track racer. I mean, like that – I think, oh, yeah. like I said, I think he's still got a little bit left to learn – Maybe well, just pay, patience on the big you know, tracks. And he's going to get a big taste of that when he goes to Dega here in a couple of weeks or next week. He's going to get a big taste of that when he goes to Dega. So uh, we'll see how it does. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Hey, uh, did you guys see that Jennifer Jo Cobb is driving the 15 car at Talladega next week? Nobody cares. Well, it, 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 it goes oh, back to that whole. It goes back to the whole Rick Ware racing thing. She's taking. She's taking. What's his name? Spot. Okay. Yeah. Well, Davison. He. I don't even know if James Davison's. Uh. He's not. Is he? He's not even been in that car that much. Well, he was there for the road. Well, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, he's a road. James Davison's a road course ringer. Like that. They honestly just put him in there. I think he raced. Uh, another car last year on some road courses, but I'm surprised that they keep putting him on ovals. Like, I guess that's just something he wants to do, but is he really well, a ringer? If he finishes outside the top 20 though? Well, I mean, he's a road. What I, what, when I, what Boar said, did Boar said ever have any good fucking finishes? He was a yeah. ringer though. He, they, Davison has started. That's where he's got his name. Okay. Behind. So uh, here's the, here's the Twitter back and forth. Bob Parker put, puts it out. And then uh, James Davidson replies, yes, pre-planned Dega 1 is not on my schedule of 26 races. So it wasn't because of what happened at Martinsville. It was already coming. Yeah, Davidson, Davidson started he, – he does some kind of like road racing. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that's what got him noticed to get into a car. Yeah, I'm, Davidson, I might be fucking wrong. Davidson also stood back because he, he backed out of doing the Indy 500 um, yeah. because he wants to focus on his NASCAR career. Well – on the um, uh, door bump clear, I listened to earlier today. Uh, they used to back said, "If you're if you're going to be focusing on your NASCAR career, get the hell out of Rick Ware Racing." Yeah, no right. shit. I don't. I mean, what other option though? I mean, like, I say, what we're about to talk about something too. We're about to talk about Junior Motorsports to Cup Series. That's about to be brought up. I, I, John John has alluded to that a few times. What I, what I think is the issue right now is Toyota as a manufacturer has four cars plus one. Okay, so then you got your, your really Chevy, Chevy. You're not even Chevy strong because Hendrick and then you got what, Richard Childers? I mean, and how, yeah. how, how strong are they? I mean, like, honestly, look back at it. I mean, like, Dylan, Dylan's had some good races, but Reddick's not shown up this year at all. In my opinion, so I mean, like Ford's Roush, so, so, Roush, Busher. That's Ford. Yes, they are. Ford is very heavy, strong right now. 
You know what I'm saying? Like there's there's a lot of Ford teams. I, I feel like I feel like Chevy's got a Chevy's going to, have to put some more. That's that's what we're getting to with Junior Motorsports coming up and possibly putting some money into it. But I feel like Toyota is going to have to use Denny Hamlin, twenty three eleven racing, and and do three or four cars and get eight eight or nine cars. So we're going to talk about it and we're going to come into Talladega. Talladega is a horrible track for Toyota because they cannot they can't team up. It can't happen. You have Chevy and Ford pushing eight cars at a time, and then you got Toyota with four cars. It's just not – it doesn't work. Well, Toyota's got to around it, and they got to try and uh, find other people to also work with at those restrict play tra- – or, well, super speed play tra- And, you know, a lot of times those guys don't want to work with them because they have orders from Chevrolet. They have orders from Ford to work with Chevrolets and work yeah. with Ford. And it's specifically at Talladega too. Like like Talladega more than anything else, pitting. And I don't know why it's different than Daytona, but it always seems pit strategy screws Toyota every year at at Talladega. They get shuffled back, and and whatever group they seem to pit with, whether it be Ford or Chevy, because they just tag along. They're like, hey guys, you hanging out? We'll hang out, and they'll just kind of. Like sneak into pit lane with 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 a group of you know either Chevy or Ford whomever fits their their pit strategy, and then for whatever damn reason, whoever they decided to pit with, the other manufacturer will get out ahead, and then Toyota will be behind. Let's say they pit with Chevy, Ford will come out out front, Chevy will come out behind them, and then Toyota's stuck behind them, and it's like they're all of a sudden in twentieth place, and it's yeah. like. What the hell just happened here? Like, <laughs> we were we were in the top ten, and now we're like outside the top twenty, and we yeah. can't get back up front. Talladega, they kind of have to kind of luck into it. Like, uh, Ham- I hate to say it like this, but they kind of lucked it. Like at Dega in the playoff race last year, they kind of lucked into Hamlin lucking into you know getting into position, you know, there at the end of the race, you know, to be able to win that race, you know, as controversial as it was. But, yeah, you um, can't yeah. team up. You can't team up there. That, that that's what kills you. And Toyota is at a very. It's like you said, Toyota is at a very big disadvantage. When it... All right, let's move on to Richmond. Here we got to get this done. We're getting too late here. Yeah. So, well, let, let's finish the junior motorsports discussion. Yeah. Does does a move with with the with an X Gen car? Does a move? It makes give, sense. Well, does it does it kind of shed dead wood, so to speak, with some other race teams? It, here's the problem with cup teams like Xfinity. You can move around. You can buy. You can buy teams and and, and, and shakers and movers. The cup teams, man, dude. Speaking of Rick Ware, he's got a death grip on those charters, and he's not going to let them go. And so. That's going to be the biggest roadblock for junior motorsports. They might get one charter, and it's like, you know that's how hard it is to, to start. That's a... what you do, though. You start with one. Look at Spire. or uh, Not Spire, but Colleg. Colleg bought yeah. that charter from Spire, and they have the 77. They're renting it. They're just they're testing their feet in the water for, with the 77. But that's, how, but that's the same way that um, – oh, God, I just forgot the name of the team – They've got one charter and they've got one car that has to get in every week. Uh, Go fast? No, but guys on, I can't, God, Stenhouse's old team. Uh, Priest. You're talking about Priest. Priest, yeah. Priest has to fight his way in every week. Well, yeah. On weeks when there's not too many cars that show up, but, yeah. you know, uh, it, that sucks, man. That just sucks. And, and the reason why Junior doesn't go to Cup. Is because Hendrick owns too much of JRM to let that happen. Right. So no, no, no. What I'm thinking though is eventually Hendrick. There's four cars, right? Look at Toyota. There's four cars at, at J- JGR. They finally realized, hey, we need to get a freaking uh, like a pilot team. So they had LFR for so many years. They they put they they bought that, got a Toyota. Now they have Denny Hamlin Racing, who's possibly going to be two to three car team eventually. Yeah, but they're all, they're also giving them help. So Hendrick needs to do that with Junior Motorsports. Bring them to the Cup Series, give them a car to two cars. It only all it does is just help Hendrick Motorsports at some of these well, tracks. 
They have and, teammates. And, and they've already got a driver because didn't Noah just sign a three- or four-year deal with uh, JRM? I think it was a two. Okay, I don't even know. Deal. Yeah, I, uh, I think I'll look it up. I didn't. I didn't see what. I didn't see how many years it was. I didn't even think he'd sign it. To be honest with you. The whole thing that's killing JRM is the whole charter system. This charter system has got a very bad grip. Death. It's like you said, death grip on NASCAR. You know, and it's, you know, it's like with Rick Ware. You know, they got a death grip on. Uh, how many charters do they have? I think they've got like four. Four. Yeah, and it, they're worthless. You know, for, with that team, you know, so it's the whole charter system that's and Junior said it uh, in the post race when uh, after Barry won at Martinsville, he said, you know, it's looking into the charter system is uh, the big key that's uh, kind of keeping them out because they're looking into it. So, um, you know, I think if they can try and find a way to get through the charter system, I wouldn't I would not be surprised if Junior maybe tries to, you know. And, you know, if he can work a deal with Hendrick to try and get at least one car in the Cup Series field, I wouldn't be surprised this this offseason because there's a rule in that charter system. If you if you finish so far back every year for consistently, I think for like three years or it might be two years, that they put that NASCAR just takes the charter from you. I would not be surprised if somebody doesn't fight that with Rick Ware Racing because they have got to have the last. They, there's no way in hell they they finished in the 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 parameters that NASCAR set for those charters. No way. No, they haven't finished above top top twenty in God knows how long. Yeah, even at plate tracks they suck. Like that's what's weird. I mean, so many people finish like so many weird ass teams finish in the top ten at plate tracks. Can I, can I say something real quick? What's funny is, you know, we're talking about JRM possibly going to Cup. I made a post last week about JRM, you know, should JRM make a jump to the Cup Series, you know, and, and then when post of the week or whatever. But, you know, the funny part of it is, you know, two days later after, you know, everything happens, or Sunday after everything happens, you know, all of a sudden Junior, you know, not saying that that caused it, but, you know, Junior you know, talking, you know, that they're looking at that they are actually looking into possibly to the crop. Jump the crop. Unagi. I don't know. Ba- I, I, ba- baby fucking Buddha up there. Baby Buddha. <laughs> Beer drinking Buddha. Beer drinking Buddha. All I'm saying is, is, is remember us when Junior comes to you for the idea and he yeah. pays you for it. For the rights, <laughs> which is complete bullshit and out of your fucking mind. But hey, yes, and this exactly. is another reason why we need to launch a Twitter page right here, boys. <laughs> yeah. like, uh, we can tweet at Dale Jr. and be like, Dale, Nathan make this shit happen, son. You know, for your daddy. Beer can Buddha said, baby Beer can Buddha said, make this happen. I actually put on my Twitter page, you know, I'm not, obviously, I'm not verified on Twitter, but. You know, I actually put on my Twitter page that, you know, um, posts that I put for uh, Underdog Sports about Junior possibly going to cup racing. So, uh, but, I don't know. I thought it was just kind of funny. It's a good topic. It's been talked yeah. about for a while. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll All see right. So, Here we go. Richmond. Richmond this weekend. Yep. Not under the lights. Much to my dismay. Um, who we know it's going to be a Toyota. So I guess the question really isn't who's it go- who's going to win the race. It's like which Toyota is going to win the race. Ah, uh, not so fast. I'm not. I'm not picking a Toyota actually. Nope, not me either. I probably am going to Toyota. Before we go, y'all think about this. I'm going to go ahead and read off some of the ones from other, from other underdog sports admins. Uh, I did a, I did a quick shout out to the, to the group. Hold up, hold up. Let me fucking guess. Mark picks fucking Austin Dillon. Fucking actually, he wild. didn't. So <laughs> go fucking <laughs> figure. Will it be flying? Pick Truex. And then our boy Dan. He uh, he called he called he called Rowdy Bush with his underdog being wreck. So, uh, Mark, Dan, hold up, hold up, Dan, Dan picked, Dan picked Kyle. 
He did. You rubbed off on him, son. You rubbed off on him. He, he, he came down. He, 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 came, he literally he did down. rub off on him while he was sleeping. That's the problem. <laughs> it's fucked up. Uh, that's where I was going. And I was trying to be a little more nonchalant about it. But damn, you just yeah, fucking kicked the door gonna, open and said. Full set, bro. All y'all, right, so just dropped the box. Y'all some fruitcake, motherfuckers. Mark called Hamlin and uh, Bowman as underdog. And I don't think Bowman can be an underdog. I mean, ah, I'm right. I is, that, is, that, is that Mark, though? Because Mark picked Chase Elliott for an underdog at Martinsville, and he just won the last one. So, like, I don't, ah, I, I don't, I don't even work. His underdog don't work. It is, oh, and by the way, y'all, if you miss a Mark and wonder why Nathan's here, Mark is currently at Lowe's looking for a new refrigerator. Uh, he went on vacation in his refrigerator. Uh, I don't know. I don't really care, but Mark, Mark will be, Mark probably won't be back. But uh, thanks for listening, to anyway. So anyway, oh shit, no more whiskey. Nathan, who do you have? And then who you got, bud? All right. So now look, when- now look, hold on. Before you start, you got to pick a race winner and an underdog, like a guy that you think uh, we used to call him a dark horse, but then the NCAA or the NAACP those we can't use that term anymore. So now we're gonna use uh, we're gonna use underdog. Underdog. All right. It makes so, more sense anyways. Which we should start with that. Actually, we should yeah. start with that, actually. Yeah. All right. So, for the my pick for the winner, yeah. you know, I don't like doing this two weeks in a row, especially after he just won, but I have to go with Truex just because he has been probably one of the best on the short tracks. And, you know, we're going to Richmond. He's got two out of the last – he's won two out of the last three races. So I'm going to go with Truex as my winner. For my underdog, it's very difficult. But just to throw it out there, I'll go with uh, the three Austin Dillard. Mark just got a boner. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I, I just, you know. I, I think that's did. a that's a good one. That's he hit a good run last year. If I'm not mistaken, he hit a good run at Richmond last last he year. Did, he did, he did, he did. Mark would give us the stats if he was here, but he's at Lowe's, so he can't make that. it. All right, Mr. All right. Toyota Gregory, who do you have since you're picking Toyota? Roddy Bush. Oh, Roddy Bush. oh, oh, oh. it's time. God, I'm gonna rub my nipples to that one. Uh. <laughs> Let's go. Um, Dark Horse. Underdog. 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 Not even drunk. I don't even understand. All right. So, um, Underdog. Willie B. Willie B. He runs solid there. Not that he's not. I know. Uh, Is that really criteria? No. I'm just joking. All right, yeah, yeah, Willie B. I know, I know he's running strong. Like he, he, he had, he had a good race at Martinsville. He, he had a good dirt race. He, he's, he's having a really solid. Hell, he's, he's above chasing the points. So, um, there's that. All righty. He's All right. All right, I got it. You ready? I don't know. Are you ready? Kevin Harvick. Bullshit. Stuart Whoa. Haas can't even finish in the top fucking ten. What did you smoke today? Fuck the whiskey. What did you smoke? Because there's no way in hell you're going to pick an SHR that's car. At that's and, my, and my underdog. Go ahead one, and fucking pick Amarola. Is one Bubba Wallace. That, that would be your dark horse, not underdog. Oh, whoa. Beep. <laughs> it's that's hot. Can I do my picks? Please do. <clears throat> Ron Blaney wins at Richmond. Whoa. Ron Blaney wins at Richmond. He's been so freaking. Hey, yo, we didn't talk consistent. about him. We didn't talk about him. He had a damn good run in Marksville, man. I mean, that's I what I was, he's had, that's not the only race this year that he's had a damn good run at and then gets fucked. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. He gets fucked. It's it's his pit. I think this race he doesn't get fucked. I think they're like, hey, listen, we're tired of it. We want to take a night off. We're not going to bang you tonight. We're just going to let you win. Okay? Penske, Penske, that Penske team finally says, hey, tired of raw dogging it. We're giving it to you tonight. 
So listen, Blaney wins it. He's gonna my get dark, it to my DMX. My dog. No. Dog. no, no, don't go my there. Under, my underdog. My underdog. Oh man, we're literally on the page. It's so easy. It's like my under, easy button. You're the John, one that said dark horse. John, hit the easy button. Where's your you said, friend's easy button? Hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it. Hit it. Greg. Greg, I know. The one that said Don't make the same horse. fucking mistake as me. Jesus Christ. I'm following in your footsteps. JC bombs. God, oh my God. I'm following in your footsteps, brother. What are you what are you talking about? Damn. I'm, I'm, the- I'm a bad influence on hey. everybody. Have you not realized this yet? Come on. Welcome to the shit show. I'm trying to take my pick. Hold on. It's the cleanest button. Random. Do it. Where is it? Come on. I'll be right back. I gotta go. Thank you. Can I can I pull Whatever it? Is, it's gonna be the worst one when he drops it, so it's gonna be great. Can I can I pull uh Mark? My my uh my race winner is Ryan Blaney and my dark horse is Martin Trex Jr. He still did it! You still did it! And he went Martin Trex. What? I have to. Hey, Mark said it's okay that you can you can pick favorites to be dark horses or underdogs. Dear Jesus. I still can't. All right. All right. After this pick, after this pick. See, I told you it was going to be the worst one. It was absolutely going to be the worst one. All right. So from now on, our underdog pick, we're going to have to set some guidelines for next week because we've gone off the rails this week. Wait, who do you think? I didn't hear what he said. It was a joke. That works. It, it was a joke. This is how any of this it's works. Not, Come on, that's man. Not who, that's not who I'm picking. It was a joke because of Mark. God. Shit. So, so my dark or God, my underdog is. Uh, I think I think I think I'm gonna go with Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Okay. He's shown a lot of speed, even at Martinsville. He he ran up pretty good there for a while. All right, well, this this podcast is getting way long. It's supposed to be. Next week, I want to talk about, now that we're at the quarterway mark of the season, I want to talk about who's in trouble and who's looks like a hero, who looks like a zero, right? So so we can talk about the SHR drama, especially after Kevin Harvick wins at Richmond. And y'all can all bow down as winner. He's not winning. So... All right. Anyway. Who's in trouble? Hmm. Who's Amarola. Trouble? That bitch is out. Eric oh, yeah. Amarola. Amarola is definitely on the hot seat right now. Well, that's kind of what I want to talk about. So let's 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 just table that discussion until next week, and we'll 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 bring that out to you. Um, maybe we'll get some memes up there to get some fan interaction. See what see what they say. I'm pretty calm this week. So let's see what happens. Uh, anybody else got anything before we uh, kick this thing out of here? Right. One more, one more, one more, one more, one more easy button. Come on. Oh, Damn. No, one more. Uh, James, get the toolbox. There we go. Oh, Dave. Damn. How's it gonna repeat? Come on, man. <laughs> Let her rip, tater chip. Wash right, your hands. So. Be kind John. to your neighbors. And remember, Joey Logano's a douchebag. From all of us to all of you, have a great night. See you next time. Hey, one more thing. One more oh, thing. Wait, one more thing. Oh. Support your local dirt track races because dirt, dirt right. track season started. It we is. Just- You're back. Bubble Raceway Park, where we're out there. We'll see y'all.